1: that tape. It's the Dynasty Crossroads where film is everything The Dynasty Crossroads where numbers are the
0: key Hello everyone, welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads where we like to meet every week to talk about one player at a time from two different perspectives, both a film and analytics point of view my name is Peter Howard at P.A. Howdy on Twitter. I'm here with Jake Anderson at NFL Draft Talker on Twitter. And you can find us both at Dino Crossroads if you want to talk about the pod, vote in the poll for who we're going to talk about or make any suggestions about what we should include or shouldn't include anymore. Um, I'd like to thank everyone that's been leaving reviews on iTunes and the other podcast subscription services. We have about 11 at this point, and I think some of them might not even be people we know. So that's really great. I uh, appreciate you doing that. It really is the best way to help us out, as you've probably heard before on about a million podcasts. But it is true. So um, again, thanks for uh, coming to the crossroads to hang out with us tonight. Um, Jake, how are you doing? Um, who are we going to talk about tonight? What did the Twitter poll actually say?
2: Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing very well. And uh, I got to mention Wally Central is is our is our friend Kevin from. The, the newly branded FF Funhouse, House, uh, formerly known as the Falafel House. I believe they're, they're still continuing the Falafel House, but they started their new syndication uh, through Gridiron Experts. Um, so just shout out. Shout out to Kevin. The, we know so what pretty you're much say- all these guys. So, so what
0: you're saying, Jake, is we have 11 reviews all from our friends. Hey, I'm online. just happy to have friends. That's, <laughs> that's fine. That's true. You know? <laughs>
2: I think that's, you're going to get some port from somewhere. It's, it's, you might as well start from your friends. So, tonight we're going to talk about Devontae Freeman. I, I put a a poll on Twitter, and it was between three three running backs that have at least lost some perceived value in the last few weeks to last few months. And it was Sony Michelle, Jordan Howard, and Devontae Freeman. I still think that a lot of the votes probably came from a trade poll. You know, they were thinking it was a trade poll, so... They voted for Devontae Freeman, so who knows if that's the case? But he he did win the poll, so we're gonna we're gonna go with Devontae Freeman. And uh, why don't you start us off? What do you think about Devontae Freeman?
0: Hey hey hey! Stop taking my job. <laughs> that's, that's my job. Yeah, um, I've talked on too much at the start, so we do need to get right down into it. Um, yeah, Devontae Freeman has. Um, Remains stable, actually. You mentioned that he had lost value. He was running back 13 last month, and he's running back 13 this month. Um, the conversation on Freeman basically comes down to you have to evaluate your own team. If you want a player most likely to give you a top 10 performance next year, Devontae Freeman's your guy. And since he's going outside the top 10, um, I do think he's a value. He's finished as a running back 1, 6, and then 13, since taking that job. Um, and the uh, running back 13 performance he had last year was while well, ha- suffering something like three concussions and several knee injuries as well, and still finishes the running back 13. Atlanta itself, um, as a team, was down in production from its quarterbacks to its wide receivers. So it's not surprising that Freeman lost a step um, in terms of fantasy production as well. Um, outside of his injuries, he still performed very well. And... Um, We don't have a great running back efficiency metric, as I keep mentioning. Um, Part of me is suspecting that's because there is no such thing as running back efficiency at this point. It's never stable year to year. It's a fictional concept. and doesn't exist, but we can highlight good players. And one of those is by by remembering the players that actually do perform well. Freeman's put up um, an incredible amount of production, especially as a fourth-round draft pick finishing basically as a top 5 wide receiver 2 out of the last 3 years and then finishing 13th while suffering a number of injuries and that's while competing with Tevin Coleman who's not a slouch either I can't think of many running backs that could put up those kind of numbers while competing with another running back most think could be a running back 1 in the NFL so um, yeah he's, he's someone I like a lot and it mostly comes down to if you're playing dynasty at least Um, what does your team look like? Uh, If you are trying to win this year or next year, which frankly, if you're playing Dynasty, you should be trying to win this year or next year or both, um, then Freeman's someone that you want. If you're playing seasonal leagues, he's someone that you want because he's not just going as running back 13, he's going at like pick 25, according to DLF August ADP, which means he's an early third round pick. And in a season where I definitely think I, at least, am aiming wide receiver early in most drafts, getting a running back one, someone more likely to finish in the top 10 than most running backs, after taking two top wide receivers, it's it's just a no-brainer for me. How about you? Uh, have you seen anything on tape to contradict that? Is he getting lucky? Do you prefer Coleman? What's the
2: story? No, I think, I think Devontae Freeman is an extremely well-rounded running back. Um... It starts with his vision. His vision is very good. I think he reads holes very well. I don't I don't hear a whole lot of talk about his patience um, because he is very decisive as a runner. He sees a hole, he hits it, but he also does a very good job on, on inside zones, setting up his blockers, and having that little stutter step, kind of like Le'Veon does in the backfield. But I also think that he does a very good job of knowing... Um, where to go and how to set up a defender certain runs are going to be more keen to just hitting the hole as fast as possible and then certain run concepts are going to want you to be a little bit more deliberate in the backfield uh take a look at what's getting set up by your blockers and then finding the hole and hitting it so i think he's very good in that regard and then besides his vision uh Besides his feet, which I think are very good. I think his, his his feet are really good and he gets he gets underplayed because he didn't test well coming out of Florida State, which I don't really care about. I mean, we there's been a lot of conversation about how these metrics work and, and how important they are. I'm not I'm not huge. I, I'd much rather see uh, explosiveness, agility on tape, and not have it translate to a metric than The opposite, right? So um, you see a player that maybe doesn't pop off the tape to be a very good athlete, but then he tests really well. So I don't want to count things twice either. You know, if, if I feel like someone has a lot of burst and explosion and then they test well, you don't want to count that stat twice. But I think it's a little bit overvalued with running backs, and we saw it with Kareem Hunt last year too. He didn't test very well, and all of a sudden people think that his upside isn't there. But I think uh, Devontae Freeman is just a really good running back, and he's extremely explosive. Uh, I think he's very agile in the open field. He, I mean, At least agile enough to make people miss. His anticipation to where defenders are trying to tackle him and, and lowering his pad level, He's very good at, and his contact balance, and that deals with his contact balance, how he bounces off defenders. He lowers his pad so well, and there's a lot of times where he gets so low, a defender will come in and, and chip onto him, and then he'll he'll put a hand down in the dirt and get back up and run. So his balance is good. His contact balance is very good. And he's so physical as a runner, and I think that's part of what his concern is, just as a value is his durability and neither of us are doctors and i think that as well gets a little bit overblown is trying to predict these guys's health but um that is a concern he does have three concussions on his resume and you know his coaching staff has talked about him trying to play a little bit less physical and maybe not take on so many hits because he does welcome contact and is from a film standpoint, I love that physicality, um, but I think maybe if he could avoid some of that a little bit, and maybe that has to do with maybe a little bit of his limitations as an athlete. I'm not quite so sure about that, but um, that is a concern. And I think he is a very good receiver. Uh, I can't remember who they were playing last year, but he had a little uh, he had a route that just went up the seam, and he got lit up probably 15, 20 yards down the field, and he still hung on to it. Um, so I think he's very good in that regard and he's good in the open field. Like I said, he, he can set up defenders and elude defenders and that combination with his, with his balance and contact balance is, is exceptionally good. And you mentioned in redraft, the, the crazy thing to me is that Freeman is a guy, I mean, he's only 26 years old, but we know how people feel about, um, shiny new toys and, and, and ageism in dynasty. I would, I was Really surprised when I looked up his ADP for redraft. Do you know what that is? What do would you want to take a guess at what his redraft ADP mm, is for running back? Twenty five. <laughs> whoa, twenty five. No, 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 just right. for just running back,
0: like pos- pos- positional. All <laughs> right, like, right. yeah, yeah, twenty five. Yeah. No, um, positional, yes, just for running back. Eight.
2: He's RB twelve in redraft which for me is pretty crazy. Um, you got Christian McCaffrey, Devin Cook, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, um, obviously Elvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, all going well ahead of him, um, which for me is, is funny because I thought maybe he'd be going a little bit later in Dynasty because there are maybe some long-term concerns with his health and maybe that offense doesn't come back to where we expect it to be, even though I think it does. But the fact that he's RB12 in redraft, I think, is is pretty crazy. And uh, he's definitely a guy that I would target in best ball, redraft, and, yeah, even in Dynasty. And I'm definitely a guy that likes to play for now, likes to win. You know, I'm trying to win in a, a two-year window, really, if if, if that. You know, the, the more I play, the more I'm willing to kind of go all in to win it each year because predicting more than – just this year is hard enough. So I think people get a little bit too crazy there. Um, but, yeah, that's where I stand with with Freeman. I think he's an absolute value. I was just talking to Peter that I think if you have a guy like Kamara or Fournette or Hunt or Cook or McCaffrey, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to kind of float out some offers to that Freeman owner and see what else you can get on top. Because I think you can get a nice little chunk on top of you know, the supposed downgrade from one of those rookies from last year going down to Freeman. And the funny thing is, I'm a big Delvin Cook fan. Everyone knows I'm a big Vikings fan. Um, Devontae Freeman was my comp for Delvin Cook last year. And the thing is, the thing that holds up Delvin Cook a little bit is he's not, a very, he's not very strong. Um, he doesn't break a lot of tackles. Um, I don't think his contact balance is anywhere near Uh, Devontae Freeman, and Devontae Freeman's a better pass catcher. So for me, I think Devontae Freeman is what we hope Delvin Cook can become, and I think that's not even who he is right now. Could he develop into a better receiver? Sure. Could he get more physical? I'm not so sure about that. So I think that's definitely an opportunity that I'd... I'd Yeah, I love that idea.
0: And one thing I was just looking up, and I kind of blanked on you there for a second, um, was because I was was trying... Sitting here thinking, what was my job here again? Oh, I meant to bring stats, that's right. And when we talk about running back, I feel kind of light on them because, like I say, I don't think they really exist, running back, outside of production and volume. And volume's difficult to predict outside of who already has had it. Like, if you get a lot of touches one year, you're more likely to get a lot of touches the next year if you don't get injured. Um, and there's just there's not a lot to say about that. Freeman has had a lot of touches. He will continue to get a lot of touches until he doesn't. But there are some smart people trying to investigate um, how we can judge running backs outside of that. And one I've already mentioned is by Michael Zingoni, um, from uh, a fellow DLF writer for ours. He puts his um, charts on uh, FS statistics where you can see the percentage of a player's runs that went for a certain amount of yards gained. And if they're doing that more often, more yards going for five yards or more, then they're good because they are a lot better than league average. Freeman fits in that category. A higher percentage of his runs go for five yards or more than a league average running back. Significantly more, like an elite tier, like a top 10 running back, funnily enough. Another one that I heard more recently, well, I, I've heard it before. I've actually, cre- I forgot that I created a sheet basically to track it and put it out there. And so I was making a second one when I found it. Uh, but uh, Frisco Josh is a big proponent of the idea that evaded or missed tackles is a good way to look at talent, quote unquote talent for the running back position. And so what he likes to do is make a graph with touches going along the bottom and evaded or missed tackles going along the, the left. Now, I don't have the data Frisco Josh does or the mind or the good looks, frankly. Um, But I do have some data on that, and so I'm able to do evaded tackles by themselves as charted by a a, a second source. Um, And so I made a graph for each of the last three years. The result is Freeman's really good. Um, Essentially, he has evaded or escaped or broken, um, however you want to think of evaded tackles, more tackles per touch than all but 10 other running backs each for the last two years and uh, the third year he was a little bit below average but he was also a top six running back um and again that just goes back to running back statistics aren't sticky um Frisco Josh I'm just going to quote what he says um Josh Hermsmeyer I always call him by his Twitter handle because that's how I know people I don't know people's names anymore <laughs> I just know their Twitter handles um He did a study on this and put it on Player Profiler, and he recently posted it again on Twitter. And if you go to my sheet, I've got a link to his article because I'm literally just stealing the intellectual idea here. I'm not (laughs) creating this at all. It's it's his thing. Um, And what he uh, said is that running back evaded tackles repeat to about 0.3 R-squared. That's pretty good for a running back statistic. For wide receivers, it would suck. For regular statistics, it would suck. For anything that's not the NFL, that's really bad. But for running backs, that's about as good as you get outside of volume. Like, volume is more sticky than that. And you can put it in terms of a percentage, about 0.3 to 30%. So it's 30%, put it in ugly terms, predictive of what they're going to do the next year. Now, again, that's terrible, right? If you, if you said and um, that 30% of the sunlight that we got today is going to repeat tomorrow for sure that wouldn't tell you if you're going to need to wear sunglasses tomorrow or a raincoat that doesn't tell you very much about what the next day is going to be all I'm all he said and all I'm saying is that that is as predictive as we've I've seen at least for running back efficiency we, we promised each other we wouldn't do this where you talk for 10 minutes I talk for 10 minutes and then we said bye um <laughs>
2: Uh, I was trying to cut you off but you were on such a good roll there Peter uh, a couple couple things about last year I mean he was what RB what would you say RB 13 last year he he missed two games and then in one of them he had two rushes so basically he missed three games and was still RB13 and then he was also he only got um, over 18 carries five times last year. So I would imagine, I would hope that he's going to get more volume. And I think he deserves more volume. Through nine weeks last year, he was PFF's highest-graded running back. And just to throw this in there because we both love this guy. Number fourth on that list through nine weeks was none other than our, our boy Aaron Jones. But I digress. Uh, another another stat from PFF was Devontae Freeman had the highest yards after contact out of any running back in Super Bowl history at 4.64 last year. So for me, all that screams is being underutilized. And we've talked about, you know, Sigmund Bloom's assumption of rational coaching. We don't know how he's going to be used. We can just count on the player and hope for previous usage. I mean, two years ago, he had 70, what was it? 73 catches when he was RB1. He had 265 rushes, 97 targets, and 73 uh, catches. So, obviously, I think Tevin Coleman has, has certainly hit his volume, you know, dipped into his volume. I just, I just think Devontae Freeman is is worth more, and hopefully the coaching staff will utilize him more because, obviously, the efficiency and the talent is there. And, again, like I mentioned earlier, Tevin Coleman is most likely gone after this season. I've heard a lot of people hyping up Edo Smith, who I do like as a player, but, again, he's not anywhere near the talent at Devontae Freeman.
0: Yeah, I don't get the way some players people just run towards And some people, and some players, they'll run away from him. And this seems like a small run away, right? He's still running back 13 in ADP. And ADP varies from league to league. So he's probably getting taken inside the top 10 in most, if not a lot, of leagues. But um, just that overall ADP of 25 really seems to say to me that uh, it's not a mirage. If If he's mostly getting taken in the third round, not just as running back 13, that's just... People are running away from him. And I don't understand it. And I guess a game I would play with it is to look at the top, the ones above him, and see if we can't have a fight about that because this agreeing with each other thing sucks. Um, like uh, Joe Mixon's above him. I would call that crazy. If anyone, do you disagree with that? Uh, I lo-
2: I'm, I, I'm a, I love Joe Mixon. He was my RB one last year pre-draft. So. Can I understand that? Sure. I mean, it's a complete upside play, but you're also hoping Joe Mixon turns into what Devontae Freeman is currently. I think
0: that's what I was I gonna do... say. I was <laughs> gonna say you're hoping Joe Mixon can be Freeman. But, Just take Freeman. <laughs> I do think. I
2: think. I think Joe Mixon is a special talent. I do think Devontae Freeman is a special talent. Um, so Joe Mixon kind of pulls at my heartstrings there, but I do think if you're trying to win this year, Freeman is a much better bet. And again, you can probably get. Um, Freeman plus just from mixing, even though that they're going, what, back-to-back, I think, in the rankings. Um, yeah, they're
0: going back-to-back. So let me jump a little higher sure. here. Dalvin Cook should be below Freeman. He, he
2: really probably should. And I still think Latavius is going to get some touches in that backfield. And, uh, man, Rock Thomas looks phenomenal in preseason game. Not that he's probably going to get a whole lot of touches, but we do have to remember that Dalvin Cook is coming off an of ACL injury. Um Latavius is still there. He's still gonna get some touches and he might get a lot of the goal line carries. As much as that pains me, because I do like Dalvin Cook a lot. He was my RB two last year. Um so that one stings a Here's little
0: a bit. He's a crazy one because he's even higher. Leonard Fournette should be below Devontae Freeman. I completely
2: agree there. I think Leonard Fournette should be He should be below yeah, the others. Yeah, Leonard right? Fournette should be <laughs> below a lot of running backs, I think, in dynasty circles. In redraft, I kind of get I kind of get it because he does have a very soft schedule this year. And he does get a crap ton of volume. So I kind of get it a little bit in redraft. But as far as Dynasty goes, I, I'm not buying into the London Fournette's price tag at RB7. I buy
0: that a little bit. I used to just call that. But see, my whole thing, my whole thing uh, is that I try and boil everything down to the smallest possible decision tree. Right? I don't want to... Because there is so much to consider. I just want to know what's actually valuable and what I can discount. Not that it doesn't have value, it's just not as valuable. So it's not worth considering. And like you were saying, you don't want to count something twice. That's something called, that's the name for it, let's not... Um, but we do that a lot. And so you're just meant to be going for what is actually valuable, what's the most valuable, and just consider those. I don't get strengths of schedule. Like, there's some really good guys, like um, Warren Sharp. He calculates strengths of schedule. And when he says one Leonard Fournette has a weak or a strong schedule, uh, I believe it because he's very, very, very good. But I'm not going to... Sp- slide that into my decision tree or matrix or some word that doesn't make me sound like I believe I'm living in the matrix or just I'm not gonna use that to make a decision because we're normally wrong (laughs) we're not good at strengths of schedule even though Warren Sharp is very very good we just don't know and so I just can't slip that into my decision making and so for me even just considering next year Freeman is more likely because what's more What's better at predicting who's going to be in the top 10 is who has been in the top 10 and also role. And for Leonard Fournette, to get into the top five, let's say who's likely to be in the top five, he doesn't just have to have a soft schedule. He has to have an have an amazing amount of touches, which opens up to an amazing amount of injury risk for a running back, which is amazingly pro, amazingly more likely to have an injury, if you know what I mean. Um, So I just... I can't do it. He he. But if I have him in Dynasty, I don't want him to do it. I don't want my running back in that many touches on a, uh, sure. in, in the second year. Every now and again, we pick a running back and say, well, he could catch passes. Sure, he could. <laughs> but I think you're devaluing how hard that is. It's not yeah. like none of these guys have hands. I believe, well, let's run down the list here and find a guy who really can't catch.
2: Jordan Jeremy Howard. Hill.
0: <laughs> Jordan Howard, okay, even higher up the list. Jordan Howard is not a pass catcher and running back in the NFL. I guarantee you, he's better at catching a ball than I am, or you are, whoever you are listening. It's not about their athletic skill. It's about valuing what goes into catching a ball in the NFL. Like number one draft picks, at wide receiver have failed to be good at catching balls in the NFL. Right. It's not. It's not. Let's not think of it as easy just because they're a running back. are oh, They just have to catch a dump off while a, f- a freight train of a human being is trying to <laughs> pummel them into the ground. Yeah, uh, I think that might be a distraction for any ordinary or extraordinary person for that matter. The NFL is not a developmental league. They don't draft players and go, I can turn this guy into something. They go, I'm going to draft this guy because I'm going to use him for the skill set that he has. I've stuck on Leonard Fournette here too long. This is not <laughs> a Leonard Fournette podcast. Like, I love the guy. I love watching him run. I think he's incredibly
2: talented. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 just going back to what we talked about is is dropping, supposedly dropping down to Freeman and, and getting more on top of that. Yeah. So I just pulled up the DLF trade finder. Why don't we go through a couple of these trades if, if we can fit this in? If we don't, we don't. Sure. Um, Devontae Freeman for the Garrett Blunt, Carryon Johnson, and Marquise Goodwin. Yes. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, you right? just take Freeman. <laughs> um, another one. Oh, this well, this one's gonna be interesting for you, Peter. Um, where was it? I had it. Uh, Car uh, Chris Carson <laughs> and Rashad Penny for Devontae Freeman. No, I'm gonna take Freeman. Thank you. All right, <laughs> check check. Um, Mark Ingram in a 2019 second for Devontae Freeman. Um,
0: and it's tough because I like Ingram. What I do like really? Ingram, I do because he's undervalued. But that's a value thing. <laughs> and yeah, I'd, I'd take Freeman and uh, try I mean, not I to cackle like close. a madman while I did it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of
2: there's a lot of and I would like Carryon Johnson, but there's a lot of there's a lot of Carryon Johnson trades in here. Um, I like Carry on Johnson quite a bit, and I know he's getting a lot of steam after that first preseason game. Which well, weird, we've seen another Detroit Lions running back yeah. have a great preseason game, and then and
0: the he's Lions probably going to be a lot better. But in general, don't you agree? If your running back goes up in value before they play a game, trade them. <laughs> <All
2: right. laughs> I mean, just That's trade them. Exactly him. what we t- exactly <laughs> what we talked about with Elliot last I, week. I knew I heard um, some smart guy say Anthony that. Miller. So, th- this is another one. on Johnson in a 2019 third for Devonte Freeman. Uh, yeah, Freeman. <laughs> I mean... That's crazy. I'm trying to find one that's... that's Tevin Coleman, Cameron Meredith in a 2019 first for Devontae Freeman and DJ Moore. So... What? I mean, these <gasps> trades... Yeah. <I> don't... <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's, here's... No one's trading the the, him
0: for this in my league. <laughs> Just...
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I mean, and again... This isn't everything, but um, it's just interesting to read. I mean, I don't judge, you know, I don't go by calculators necessarily. I don't go by, you know, the this trade for finding tool on DLF is, is fantastic to, to look at, but you can't base it off of everything. Um, but it's just interesting. I was just looking but, uh, at the
0: comments on our trade poll. I'm, I'm honestly trying to figure out, like, are we just crazy here? Are people thinking, like, oh, we've got to get rid of Freeman? And the only thing I can find out is, like, um, Sarah Mercer just posted here that Coleman seems to be making gains in efficiency. Is it a fear of a Coleman? Is that what's driving the value down? Like, Coleman's going to take over? It,
2: yeah, I think it has to. And then, you know, I, I, have, some, I have seen some people, you know, out there – Tweeting about selling your Freeman shares just because he has dropped off the last steadily. You know, he went from 73 catches to 50 some catches to 30 some catches. And again, I think if he, like you mentioned earlier, if he would have been healthy, I don't think there would have been the third year drop off there. Um, so, the, yeah, that's interesting. Here's another one uh, Devontae Freeman, Corey Coleman, and a 2019 second for Rashad Penny, Dante Pettis, and a 2019 third. Ooh, I'd take any side with that Pettis on it. <laughs> and then 2019 first and a 2020 second for Devonte Freeman. I mean, these are uh, I would at least I would say you need to go check to see what the price is for Devonte cuz obviously there's there is a market out there and a lot of times we go through these trade um these this trade finder and you see some bad ones, but you also see some like overpays on the other side, right? Yeah. I don't really see any overpays on the other side. Nick Chubb in a 2019 third for Devontae Freeman. I like
0: Nick Chubb right yeah. now, but I'm taking Freeman.
2: I like Nick Chubb too. Um, Jordan Howard in a 2019 third. And I like Howard too, but the, the, all these all these trades, and I don't usually see this, that almost every single one of these trades is almost landslide Freeman. So I think people are freaking out a little bit. What you're seeing these trades that we're seeing now. What
0: could happen this year that would make these bad takes? Like if 2017 happens and Freeman ends up with all the touches, even though Col- uh, Coleman ends up with all the touches, even though Freeman isn't injured, that would mean this was bad, right? Um, right. But <laughs> right. there's like a world of difference between that and anything else, which would probably mean that we're right, it, outside of injury. I don't know where to go with Freeman. He's good.
2: He's gonna go buy him. I think that's, I would say, I would say, why would you sell now? That's, I think that's the biggest point of all of this is, why would you sell right now?
0: To state it strongly, you should go send a trade offer for Freeman right now. If you have a rookie running back that's doing well and you think is good, I'm not saying trade trash. If you think you have a good rookie running back, go see if you can get trade Freeman Kirian plus.
2: Johnson and a third for Devontae Freeman
0: yeah um all right guys thanks for checking us out this week again please leave a rating or a review preferably a review because we like hearing from you contact us on twitter at dino crossroads always want to talk to anyone that's interested in football life the universe and everything so thanks again and we will see you again next week Later.
2: You can cut some of that out.
1: I don't know people's
0: names. I just know their Twitter handles.
1: Peter crunches numbers and Jake just grinds that tape.
0: Film and analytics merge together as one.
1: Crossroads where film is everything and stick crossroad where numbers are the
2: key i talked for 27 million sir so
1: but we'll give you everything um <laughs> but I,
2: I i
0: and i